Welcome back to the Joyage Podcast. My name is Cade. I'll be your host and the little voice that's just yapping inside your head for the next hour or so. Today is going to be talking about routines in the morning and evening uh, and setting up intention and getting things done. It's, 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 it's going to be about productivity at its core. And before you quick click away, because most of the products, productivity stuff you see on the internet is bullshit. And the reason I want to talk about it is this week I have made it a priority to figure out routines exactly and why some of them work and why almost all of them don't work. And since adding running into my routine, if you follow my vlog channel, my, my other YouTube channel, which is Kate Bergman, um, I'm posting a running video basically about this, uh, just in a much more condensed form and vlog format. So if you haven't seen that, go to my YouTube channel. I'll, uh, I'll link it below, but I started adding and running because I was having a mindful quotes, uh, routine and it wasn't exactly garnishing the results. I thought it would, I wasn't feeling any better. I wasn't feeling any more grateful or appreciative or anything. All the things that I thought were going to come from a mindful routine in the morning and it wasn't. So I, I added in running and it's changed the way I've viewed routines, very much so, in a way that I didn't anticipate. I didn't know how running was going to change because I was like, all I'm doing is throwing myself in motion. But that action itself is what spiraled and it's called a domino effect. And I've talked about this so much on my YouTube channel and my podcast. I believe it so much. And I believe the domino effect is the reason anything ever gets done. You have to step one start. You have to start doing things and other things come of it. Things that you would never have expected to come, come from that first thing that happened. And when you first do something, that's not what you're thinking about. You're thinking about doing that first thing. You're not thinking about what comes of it or you shouldn't at least because you can't, you can't like predict that it's not going to happen. So I started in running and quickly, very quickly, a few days in, I was seeing results, but I almost felt more in a rut because it was taking too long, I guess. My routine was taking like way more time than I thought it was going to. And the problem is right now I'm in a time where I have a lot of time, right? I'm in a, I'm in a weird limbo stage right now where I'm not working that much. And so I have a lot of days where I have a lot of free time. And so my issue was that my morning routine was taking like hours. You know, I was like running, which takes like I was running for an hour. I was, you know, journaling and, and reading and that took another hour. And the next thing you know, it's been like three hours. And I was like, a morning routine is supposed to be like 10 minutes. But what I was forgetting is that your routine changes based on what you're doing, right? So if I have work at 9 a.m., I cannot have a three-hour routine unless I'm waking up at five or six, which I wasn't. And since I don't have really anything to do on these days right now, um, there's no reason for me to shorten the routine. There's no reason for me to create a routine that's going to satisfy all the different types of schedules I'll have. Because some days I go to work at 8, some days I go to work at uh, 12, some days I go to work at 5 in the afternoon, and it just changes, right? So what I want to talk about is how I change my routine literally every single day in this week and why it's okay and why you should do that. Depending on your schedule, your routine should change. And... You shouldn't feel bad about it. And when you do things like that, when you're not scared to make changes and disrupt a pattern that you've been following, 
that leads to the ability to transcend that skill and ability into other facets of your life. And I'm going to talk about that later in this podcast about building up your tolerance, building up your capability to deal in uncomfortable situations. And that's what I found the most growth in in this week. And it's crazy to me that I've had all these like revelations or whatever you want to call them in a week. Um, but I, I have taken aside time and this was another huge takeaway that I had on like an epiphany in my car, which is in the YouTube video that I talked about earlier, where I was frustrated because I felt like I was wasting time in these morning routines, in these runs. I was like, I'm taking too long and I feel like I'm rushing through it and I want to get it done so I can move on to the next thing. But the whole point of the routine is to set yourself up for the rest of the day. And when you're in a routine, when you're doing things for yourself, you need to remember you are taking time. You're taking it. You're grabbing time and you're taking it for yourself. You're not wasting it. It is not a waste. If you're taking five minutes or three hours for yourself, take that. If you're going to do it anyway, take that time. Allow yourself to accept it for what it is. Say, I need this time. I need this time to cope with a, a breakup or I need this time to love myself again or be more productive or whatever it is. Take the time, but also make sure that you are accepting that you're taking that time. You can't get that time back, right? And you can choose to view it as a waste of time that you don't need it. But what you'll find is the times in your life where you just wake up and go, you wake up and go, and you don't take time for yourself. Those are the times where you probably get a lot of stuff done and you may feel productive, but there is always a come down. What goes up must always come down. It is the law of the universe. So when you're going, go, 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 there's going to be a point where you burn out and you start just spiraling down. And that's usually when people say, okay, now it's time to take time for myself to meditate or whatever it is. And I'm telling you to take that moment now. You can go balls to the wall, but set aside some time in the morning. Set aside some time at your lunch break or your dinner time or after dinner or right before you go to bed. It can be. 30 seconds. It can be one minute. It can be three hours. It doesn't matter. It changes based on what you're doing at the time in your life. Take that time though. You deserve it because there was an interesting quote. I think I saw on Facebook or something about Robin Williams. And I think it was from dead poet society where he basically said like jobs, engineering, doctors, that is how we fuel the life we live. But things like poetry, love, art, passion, those are the things we work for. And it's very important that you remember that because if you get caught up in this work grind, you're trying to make that money, I get it. But why are you trying to make that money? You don't just make the money so that you can go and make more money, right? And that's just capitalism for you. But you know, I mean, you see it all the time. Rich people, people who have it all, in quotes, they're not happy, a lot of them. The ones that are able to create a balance, who are able to be grateful and appreciative of the small things, the things that aren't money, the things that aren't things, right? You need to be able to love yourself. And that is damn near impossible. If you're not taking time for yourself, you need to set that time aside and you need to be okay with it. And I said that earlier, I'm going to say it again. You need to be okay with taking the time for yourself. Do not feel guilty. Nobody has the right to make you feel guilty, including yourself. And I know we are all our own worst enemy. 
and I've said it in this podcast before, it's always in our imaginations that we suffer. We suffer so much in our imagination. We rarely suffer anywhere close to that level in reality. You don't. Nothing is ever as big of a deal in your head. Like, it's always bigger and more important and more profound in your head than it is in real life, you know? And just remember that when you're setting up this routine and you're taking time for yourself, it is a necessity. It's right up there with making money. It's in the same exact plane as making money. There's no point in making money if you hate yourself the whole time. There's no point in making money if everything you do with that money sucks and it makes you feel horrible. Take a step back and reflect a little bit and think about why you're feeling some of these things. Why you're in a rut. These are things that you can't get unless you give yourself some time to figure those things out and this is going to sound like so much bullshit the typical productivity meditation stuff you hear on YouTube and online there's a reason that the most successful people in the world the, the in quotes happiest people do these things they do journaling they do meditation they do affirmations in the morning it is because they it's not that they work it's that you have to do them you have to do them because you are your own worst enemy. For most people, at least, there's a negative internal di uh, monologue that happens all day. Um, and it's pestering you all day. Hey, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. Uh, why haven't you done this? Why Why is this guy making more money than you? Why? What are you not doing? Like, what should you be doing? What did you not do yesterday? And it's all, like, happening at the same time. You're not, like, fully consciously aware, but it's just going, spazzing at you all day long. And it's like your nose. For your eyes, right? You just kind of, you just kind of like zone it out, but it's there, right? When I say the nose thing, it's like your eyes ignore the, the nose because it's useless. You kind of do that with that internal monologue, but what's different is that it's you talking and it's typically negative. And it's like a common phrase I've heard that you know, the people you surround yourself with are the people, it's the type of person you're going to become. The The type of content you consume is the type of thoughts you're going to have. And if all you watch is, you know, news about COVID-19, that's the only thing that's going to be on your mind all the time because that's all you consume. So if you can change the way you you talk to yourself a little bit. So if there's a moment during your work, I'm a server, so I have these moments a lot where I'm you know, typing in the customer's thing at the at the computer, their food. And in my head, I, I say something like, oh my God, hurry up. Like, you're never going to catch up. Or whatever it is, I catch my I catch my internal monologue saying that. And I, I literally stop it because it's me. I can. I just, I stop, I stop thinking it for a second. And I say something instead like, I got this. I'm fine. Take a breath. And I do, I take a breath. <sighs> I'm fine, because I am. It's always bigger in your head. Always bigger in your head. It's never nearly as important in real life. People are resilient. You, you know, at, at my restaurant, 
it is the biggest deal in the world if their burger doesn't come out on time at that moment for them. Yet, if it comes out five minutes late, they survive, typically, you know? They usually make it out of that restaurant alive. And I typically get my 20% tip. So in, in my head, I know this. And to have that baseline awareness is very helpful, in, in, especially in my line of work, where it is just go, go, go all the time. You have to have that. And, and I think in all jobs, it's necessary. And in all lines of work, because for most people, they're not, their work is not something they're extremely passionate about. And if you are in a position where you are passionate about the stuff you're doing, congratulations, because that is dope. And that's where I hope to be. And I am right now with this. This isn't my job. I'm not making any money from this. But it is steps, active steps toward that. And, I, and one day I know I will be able to have some type of financial compensation, hopefully financial freedom through this means. And uh, maybe it won't be through podcasting. Maybe this will lead to another door that opens. I don't know. I'm just doing this now. I know this is something I can control right now. And so I'm controlling it. I'm doing it. I'm putting out podcasts. I am, even if I don't want to film, I'm filming. Even if I don't think I have anything to film, I go and film it anyway. Because I know those are the things you have to do to get through these ruts. And this whole podcast, is a, or this whole episode right now, only happened because I was in a rut. So the rut somehow became productive because it's something I can talk about now. And it's something I know so many people can relate to because we all go into ruts. And it feels like sometimes that we're always in a rut. Or we go from run, one rut to the next to... Rut to high, rut to high. And that's how it feels for so many of us. And it it feels like that for me. And I think for everyone, it comes in waves. I think you ride a a good wave for a while, you know. But as I said, what goes up must come down. And so for most people, you're going to get a really good few few weeks or few days, few hours, whatever, and then it goes down. And if you can get to a mindset where you don't dabble too much in the highs and you don't dabble too much in the lows. You kind of just take it for what it is and you observe it and you just, eh, all right, move on, keep going, accept it, uh, appreciate it, appreciate it for what it is, but you need to move on. Don't get too high strung on what's happening around you. Just kind of see it and say, great, terrific, fantastic. Give yourself a pat on the back and we move on. Um, and if it sucks, you say, all right, great. Fantastic. I'll learn from it. I'll grow from it. I'm going to be fine. Very rarely does something happen in your day-to-day where it genuinely affects you. Right? When I say that, I'm talking about something like a death in the family. I'm talking about something like your lifelong partner just cheated on you. Uh, those are things that mess you up emotionally. Um, those aren't even comparable to things like, I lost my wallet. You will survive unless you had all of your lifelong money and like everything in it. Maybe you're screwed. But either way, in a year, you probably won't remember that versus something big, emotionally charged like a death or uh, a lost relationship. Those are things that actually affect you. And those are things when those things happen, this stuff, hopefully built up a foundation of meditating and reading and self-reflecting and giving yourself some just some time to just be appreciative of the fact that you are existing. And if you watched my very first podcast, I think it was, the video I played of Neil deGrasse Tyson, where he talks about how the universe is in all of us. And when he looks up at the sky, he remembers that 
while we are all part of this universe, the universe is in us. The universe, all the, all the atoms in your body came from the universe, from the creation of the universe. Uh, from a scientific level, it's like proven. So remember that, you know, that the reality you're in, you create. If you're a mean, spiteful person, every interaction you have is going to be mean and spiteful. But if you choose to change that and you choose to instead compliment people or not react negatively every single time, you will begin to shape a new reality for yourself. And it's not going to happen over time. It's, I mean, it's not going to happen instantly, right? And that's where people get frustrated because they'll say, well, it's easy for someone to say that because look what all they have now. It's like, well, did, you didn't see the 20 years of work they put in and the fact that mental health was number one on their priority list. And it has to be. It, your mental health and your your self-love and the time for yourself, it needs to be number one. Even if you have kids, even if you have really big responsibilities, yourself, you have to be number one. Because you can't take care of your kids if you're not health, if you're not good, if you're not well. You can't take care of, of your dying parent if you are not well. And when I say you need to put yourself f first, that does not mean you cast them aside. That may, that may mean instead of uh, me taking my kids to, to school at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, that may mean five minutes before we leave the house, I go into my bathroom and I give myself a pep talk. Like, I'm talking small, minute things. They're not big, oh, you need to meditate for 30 minutes every morning. It does not have to be that. Hopefully it can because that's dope. That's great. If you can get to a point where you have that much time, sick. And if you can build yourself up to where you create time, maybe you wake up a little earlier, you go to sleep a little later, or you say no to a commitment that isn't as important to you as your mental health. And I think something that really helps getting out of ruts is changing your mentality toward uncomfortable changes. I'm talking small, uncomfortable changes. For example, say you wake up every single morning and the first thing you do is you check your phone and then you go brush your teeth. Maybe tomorrow you brush your teeth first and then you go check your phone. Maybe. That's the smallest little thing I could think of right now. Just... Switch the order of something. You still do both. Maybe just don't grab your phone the instant you get up. Get it five minutes after you wake up. Two minutes. One minute. 30 seconds. Give yourself 30 seconds to open your eyes and take a couple breaths. I'm talking about those little changes. Um, even, okay, here's another example. You walk into the gym. It's chest day. You always do bench. You go straight to the bench press every time. Maybe, maybe tomorrow instead or today, you go in and you do incline bench. That, that is the smallest, I mean, it doesn't even, it's, it's so minute, it should not affect anything. But doing those little things leads to bigger things. Like saying no to a commitment that you don't really want to go to. And you have the option to say no. But before, you felt too uncomfortable to do so. And you didn't have that, the calluses that you built through brushing your teeth first. And then getting your phone. Making small, uncomfortable, slight changes to the patterns you're used to building upon that, building some calluses. And 
getting used to being a little bit uncomfortable. Getting up a little bit earlier some days so that you can, I don't know, go ride your horse for 20 minutes before you go to work or school or whatever it is. You know, whatever the thing is that you want to do. Little things lead to bigger things. And level three of that maybe is starting the hobby. Maybe you've wanted to get into juggling. But you just were like, ah, like it's too hard. I know I'm going to put on these hours of work. No, no, no. Just don't think about that. Just think about the fact that you can just juggle for 10 minutes today. You can, or you can try. You can just throw a couple tennis balls in the air and learn. And I did this in quarantine. I had COVID-19 earlier in like June. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to learn to juggle. And uh, a TikTok video popped up. Some guy was teaching me how to juggle. And so for eight hours that day, I had nothing else to do. I just practiced juggling. And in one day, I was pretty much juggling. And the next day, I built on that. I built on the on the foundational base that I had built over the eight hours that I spent the day before. And now here I am, a year and a half later, I can juggle so well. And I just do it for 10 seconds in the morning when I wake up. I just throw it up just to keep myself like able to do it because I think it's a good party trick to have but I'm talking about like just small things dude you don't have to go all into something you're not supposed to know how it's going to turn out just focus on the present thing that you can change right now I can't juggle I want to be able to at least throw a couple balls in the air and catch them that's level one right I just need to be able to catch a couple balls without dropping them and then you just move on you progress but you don't want to think in terms of step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You want to think in terms of step one, mastered. Step two, mastered. All right, maybe another level three change, uncomfortable change, is you leave a couple toxic friends that just are dragging you down. I've had to do this not many times, but there are some people that I do not hang out with anymore. Not that they're toxic, but their energy is a little bit draining in the sense that I don't feel much more enlightened or growing in a way that I'm going when I'm with them. So you want to be surrounded by people who are pushing you. Not that every interaction with your friend you have to be growing, but if both of you are on a path where you both want to be the best, most mature intellectual person or whatever that you want to be, whatever your goal is, surround yourself with those people. Right, And if you built up the calluses of doing all the things I talked about before, it'll be much, much easier than if you had not done any of those things and you just went from straight nothing to I'm going to cut out all my friends or I'm going to quit my job. You know, there are things you have to build on. It's the domino effect. It's, it's truths of the universe. You don't go from zero to a hundred. You go from 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, all the way to 100. If you want to do it right. There are no real shortcuts to success. There's no real shortcuts to uh, great mental health. It is the reps that you put in. I feel like I understand this well because of the amount of YouTube I watched (laughs) growing up. But there's a couple channels. Nick Bear is one of them where he's training for a marathon, I think, right now. And I love watching his episodes, preparing, putting in the work, running every day, eating the good foods he's eating, and talking about his his journey through and his thoughts and how he's feeling. Or I'll watch like Anthony Mantello, all the days up to his bodybuilding show. 
I really do not give a shit about the show day. I don't give a shit about marathon day. I almost don't even care to watch them because what it it really doesn't matter. It's about the growth they gained and the insights they learned and the friendships they made and the things they taught themselves and other people and motivation. Those are the things that that matter. When you're training for a triathlon, it is about the hours you put in, the the muscle you build, the mental strength you build, the discipline you build. It's not about finishing the triathlon. For some people maybe, but it's about what you get out of it. And when you're putting yourself first, it's about becoming a better person. Becoming, the key word here, becoming a better person. Be a better person, right? It's a continual lifelong journey. There's no end. You don't just become enlightened one day. I mean, maybe, probably not. Uh, And if you do, by any chance, becoming completely enlightened and you don't need to grow because you've, you've achieved number one enlightenment, then either help other people get there or you just enjoy it. Accept the fact that you've done it all. You've you've won the game. Now you can enjoy it. I hope through the things I'm saying, you at least entertain the idea that the people that we see on social media who are, in quotes, winning, the people who have got it all, the people who have figured it out, the people who are famous, they have not figured anything. They have not done it. They are doing it. They're probably on level 500 and you're probably on level 20. They probably put in some extra hours and extra work that you didn't see, that you don't know about. Um, and so remember that and, and talk yourself through it a little bit and give yourself some room to grow. Don't rush everything. It's not going to help. It doesn't help anybody, right? There, I guess this would be my quote of the day. I read this in... I think it was Think Like a Monk. He basically was asking you, if your internal voice, the internal monologue voice, the one that narrates your whole life, if that was a person, would you want to be friends with that person? With the internal voice that you have all the time, talking, yapping, constantly whispering in your ear, would that voice be a friend to you? If they weren't you. As for me, I I don't I don't know. I I want to say yes. I really want to say yes, but the voice is impatient. It is very impatient and I think it's the egoic mind, the monkey mind, the one that doesn't understand. You know, and it's a sad thought because when you're by yourself thinking, that's who you identify with, that voice. You think it's you. I'm beginning to think that maybe it isn't it isn't you. I think maybe it's a part of you or it's a it's the conditioned idea of what you think you should be. And another thing they said in this book was you are what you think other people think you are. Which is super confusing, but it's like a reflection of a reflection of yourself. And that's who's talking to you. And so something 
that helps with when you're meditating is that voice kind of becomes separate from you and you start to almost talk to the voice that's talking to you. But like telepathically kind of. And it's very freeing when you realize that voice isn't exactly you. You're much more powerful than that. You're much more like you're just, you're just bigger than that voice. That voice isn't all of you. And I hope you can remember that because that voice, the egoic mind that's talking, the monkey mind that is talking, the one that's been conditioned to put you in boxes and to make you be scared of things. Remember that you can you can tell that voice to suck it. That fear that the egoic mind brings into you, that the voice in your head invokes in you, that fear, it's supposed to be an alert system, right? It's supposed to alert you, hey, you should pay attention to this, just make sure, you know, not sure what's going on, but pay uh, close attention to this. The problem is our egoic mind, the voice in your head, has been conditioned so much all your life to the point where fear is no longer like an alert system. It's stopping you from doing things. It's becoming so powerful that you're using it as an alert and as a sign just to stop whatever you're doing. And people shy away from what they fear because it insinuates that you need to go out of your, your comfort zone. And any time that you've gone out of your comfort zone and dabbled in the unknown... Very rarely do you regret that. Right? If anything, you, you grew from it. If anything, you learned something new. If anything, you realized that that thing you were so scared of was not so bad, after all. Will Smith said it. It was something like, success is on the other side of failure. Something like that. That was the gist of it, basically. So face your fears, right? You have to understand that your body doesn't understand exactly your brain doesn't exactly understand what it is it just knows that you need to pay better attention to it and if you do that's fine pay better attention to it focus on that maybe think about it a little bit more maybe it is a little important but don't shy away from it don't run away from it um especially if it's something that you can control if it's something that is important to you if if that fear that that deep terror of something is something that is controlled by you. If something scares you so much, but it's internal and it's not external, it's not something that you can't control. If it's something like your parents are going to get mad at you, that is not something you can control. If it's something about you, internal, something that's intrinsic to you and you have the power to change it, you should change it. This is your sign. If there's something you want to do, but you're too scared, guess what? I'm telling you right, right now, it is more scary in your head than in real life. Something I think about so many times, all, all the time, especially if I'm live at an event or a concert, watching the, the main person, like the, the main event, like the, the keynote speaker, the, the main actor or whatever the, the main person is there, watching them go out and just crush their thing, just do their thing, it was so inspiring because in my head, I was like, I could never do that. Like, they just go out there and they just send it. Like, do they not doubt themselves? 
And it's like, of course they doubt themselves. Maybe after a certain point they stop because they realize they're good at it. But it was so cool seeing people claim the main character card. They're like, this is my show. I'm going out there. I'm going to crush it. And they just go out. They're not thinking about all these other people watching them. They're just going out. They're focused on getting the job done, you know, singing their song, whatever they're doing. And when I watched them, I was always like, man, I wish that could be me, but I don't think I can. I don't think I have what it takes. And here's the thing. You do have what it takes. You know, you need to be a little realistic. If you suck at singing, you're not going to be Luke Bryan. But if there's something you want, you can go get it. It just requires step one. It just requires step one, the domino effect. I'm going to say it every single podcast. The domino effect is the law of the universe. You need to do the first thing. Do the first thing. It's going to suck. It's going to be scary. You're not going to be good. Last week, I could barely run a mile. I ran six yesterday. I forced myself to run six. I didn't run all six straight. But I'm putting in the miles. I'm putting in the work. I'm putting in the effort. Because at some point, I don't know exactly what the end goal is. But I know putting in all this work will lead me to growing, growth, maturity, And that's something that's important to me. That's something I can control. That's something that's within my bounds of control. So I'm going to act on it. And sometimes I hate saying it because it just sounds like recycled material of like, go after what you want. But it's not that deep. It is not that deep. It's simple. You want this? Figure out the easiest, most simple step that pushes you in that direction. And just go, just go, just do it. Don't think about it. If you want to change your body, go call Planet Fitness and say, hey, I want a gym membership. Get the gym membership. You don't have to go to the gym that week. You don't have to go to the gym that month. Just have the membership. Start the ball rolling. Right? Eventually, you will get into the gym. And you might just start walking the treadmill. You might be too nervous to go to the weights, and that's okay. But you build on that, and you go every day. You force yourself to go. You may not even work out. You may sit there and do absolutely nothing, and that's fine. That is a step. That's two steps ahead of where you were before. You didn't even have a gym membership before. But look at you now. You're in the gym, right? And two or three weeks later, maybe you go, you know, I'm going to go run on the treadmill. You know, just try it out. Maybe try the elliptical of the bike. I don't know. And a month later, you say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one machine today. I'm going to try it out. I don't know how to do it, but I'm just going to pull because it says pull. And lo and behold, a year later, you walk in that gym like you own it. And you go and you crush your chest workout or your leg workout or whatever it is. But you don't go from not having any gym membership, no confidence in the gym, no understanding of anything to just crushing in the gym a year later, right? You don't just go from step one to step 20 instantly. You have to build it up. And you never would have gotten to a point where you're comfortable in the gym if you hadn't spent all those days being uncomfortable in the gym. Right? So you those steps are 100% necessary and don't view them as negative. Don't view them as like a means to an end. You need to think about it as necessary steps to get where you want to be. You may be thinking, well, I want this thing, but uh, I don't know. Like, it's fine. Like, I'll get, I'll get it later. That's fine. You, you can think that, but 
that that want that that strive to want more is not going to leave. It's not going to just go away. It's going to nag at you. And it is going to nag at you. And it is going to nag at you every day until you start. And then the nagging changes to, all right, well, now you got to do this now. That's fine. But at least you're moving forward, right? And if you're practicing mindfulness, you're practicing flexing your, your monk mind, you're flexing the control you have over your brain, because our whole life we've just gone with the flow. With whatever our brain thinks, we go and do it. We have the power to control our reality. If you don't want to be so sad, quit watching toxic content about social media and quit going on TikTok for six hours a day. Quit making excuses. The more excuses you make, the more difficult and complex it is. When people say it's not that, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. I got, I got kids. I got a family. It's like, yeah. But if you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. So if what you want is this, if you, what you want is this, but you have all these things in the way, you're never going to get this then. So you need to go in spite of all these, these things here. Right? The excuses are fine, but it is not going to help. So there really is no point. If you want this, well, I don't have time. Well, you have to go make the time. You need to cut out some things off your plate. Whatever it is. If it's important to you, if it's high enough on your priority list, you will make time. I went through a, a pretty bad breakup a couple years ago. And I was going through a, a like identity crisis where I was like, I'll, I could never get another girlfriend. Like, I, I just, I don't care. Like, I, every time I talk to a girl, after like two weeks, I lose interest. And... For a while, I believed that I was just going to end up alone forever. I was like, there's no way I'm going to find anyone ever again. It's, it's over. I'm never going to find anyone as great as my ex. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, you know, I, I know that once I meet a person that I vibe with, I will want to learn more about them. I will want to keep talking to them after two weeks. Until I meet that person who makes me feel that way. It's just trial and error, you know? It's, there's no reason to bash myself about it um it's okay to be in waves of not doing so great being in waves of doing amazing the main thing is you want to be aware of where you are if you're aware that you're in a rough spot but there's some things you can do about it well there you go now you have something to work on. That is something you can control. If you didn't take the time to be aware of that, if you did not take the time to reflect or journal or whatever it is you do, you never would have known and you would have just stayed in the rut. Right? You are a powerful, powerful being. You have the, you have, you can change it. It's up to you. It's only up to you. Who else is going to do it? Right? No one's going to step in and change your life for you. I, I, <laughs> I was running this morning and I passed a puddle and, uh, it was just, it was just a big puddle. It wasn't going anywhere and eventually it'll, you know, it'll disappear into the air. But I was thinking if it didn't, if it just sat there for all eternity and no one ever touched it, it would just sit there for all eternity. But I could come one day and funnel that water to the grass 
and I've changed the course of human history through my action. That, that puddle that would have never moved ever again. It would have sat there and become algae-filled and disgusting until I changed it. Right? And it was super weird. You know, if a stream is going left for all eternity in the mountain, you found a random stream in the middle of the mountains and it's going left. And you throw a big boulder on the left side, it's going to start going right. We have the power to do that. We are the variables. If you're a fan of Lost, the TV show, a long time ago, but I'm a huge fan. It's one of my favorite shows ever. There's an episode called, it's either Constant or it's called The Variable. And it's, in that episode, it's about time travel. But the concept is basically that in life, there are constants. The constants are the people in your life. The constants are the job you have. The, uh, the trees that are around your house. The TV shows you watch. Those are the constants. Those are not really going to change. You are the variable. You. Me. In my world, I am the variable. In your world, you're the variable. You are the only being in your life that can change your life. You're the one that's going to have to get the ball rolling. I think it's a super, super powerful message. And if you're listening, this is not bullshit. This is something I'm doing right now. I don't, I haven't figured it out. These are just thoughts I'm sharing on it. But it's something that is helping me grow as a person. And I know it can help you. Because if you, if you stop and do those things, if you try some of these things, and you'll probably go on a different path. You maybe don't like journaling. Maybe you like something else. At least you're on a path of reflecting on yourself and putting yourself first. And I think that is the most important takeaway from this is you have to put yourself first. You have to. You can't take care of anybody else or do anything else until you take care of yourself. On Impulsive, George Janko told a story where he paid for someone's Subway meal because the dad didn't have money to pay for his kid's meal or whatever. When George didn't have any money, he had like 20 bucks in his account. He used all of it to pay for this other guy's food. And later that day, George's dad was like, are you stupid? Why did you help him? You can't even help yourself. You cannot help and you cannot begin to help other people until you've helped yourself. There's a reason that some of the biggest um, philanthropy workers and charity people are rich people who have accomplished in quotes everything they want in their life because they get to a point where they realize there's nothing left for them to do for themselves other than to give back. And that's because they've put themselves first. They got to where they are because they put themselves first. And they've done it for so long that they've accumulated everything they need. And now they can help. But you don't have to wait that long. You don't have to be Bill Gates to start a charity or start putting aside Sundays to picking up trash on the beach. That's something you can do today. Today, you could put on your Instagram story, I'm going to the beach and I'm picking up trash. Who wants to come? You might get one person, you might get 20 people, you might get none. But if you go, and maybe you post a picture about it, maybe someone sees that, maybe someone on the beach sees you, and they join you next week. Now you started a movement, but none of that happens unless you take that first step. And so, my message to you is take the first step. The very first step, the small step, the, the insignificant step. Something that's not scary. For example, me with this podcast. Step one is 
Watch a bunch of videos on podcasting. At least get comfortable talking about the subject. Step two for me was order a boom arm, I guess. And step three was figure out how to tie my mic to it. Step four was hitting record. I had become a little more comfortable with the idea of podcasting. And I knew there's only so much I can learn from watching endless YouTube videos on it. I needed to just hit record and try a few intros, figure out how to talk, just figure it out. It's something that I'm going to continue doing every podcast. I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to learn a new way to talk. I'm going to get better at certain things. I'm going to figure out things that do work, that don't work. But it's only things that can happen if I keep putting in those hours and keep putting in the work, right? But that all stemmed from my very first step, which is just Googling how to start a podcast. That first step was not scary. Spending $13 on a boom arm was not scary. Cutting one of my hairbands to tie it to the boom arm was not scary. Pushing, re- pushing record and starting the first podcast was a little scary. But I was so used to the idea of just doing it. I was like, let's just go. Let's come on. Let's just let's get started. You know, but a, a week ago before that, I was nervous. I didn't want to do it. I, I was like, I don't have this. I don't have that. Set yourself, a, set yourself up for success and take the first step. It's a small step. Don't think about all the other things that have to come after that. Just, it doesn't help you. You'll get there when you get there. First step. Just do the first step. You can do it, dude. You can. Get it through your head that you're the main character. You are the main character. Everything in your life, you think about how it affects you. What you think about it. I mean, you care about other people's opinions, but you don't really care. It's how you feel on the inside. It's most important to you. You're the main character. You have the power to create the reality you want. It's only up to you. Look at the things that scare you. Figure out why they scare you. Figure out if there's something that you can control. And face them head on if they are. Remember, I'm telling you right now. I am the voice in your head saying, it's not as scary as you think it's going to be. I promise it is not that scary. Except maybe like stand-up comedy. That would be scary. That would be scary. That probably is as scary as you think it's going to be. (laughs) But if it's not stand-up comedy... That first step is probably not that scary. You built it up in your head because it's something you're passionate about, and I get it. You just got to do it. You just got to start. And I'm that's the reason I started my YouTube channel. And you should be following my YouTube. If you follow this podcast but not my YouTube channel, I, I don't understand that because they go in hand in hand. You got to do both. So, Kate Bergman, it's linked, in, it's linked below. I'm documenting from the beginning. I have videos from like seven months ago where I'm... Literally just venting to a camera that I don't understand how to get started. I don't know what to do. I'm just doing this. And that all those videos led to now. Led to a podcast. The last thing on my mind when I pulled out my iPhone to hit record. To film How to Succeed in College Part 1. That was my first YouTube video. Podcasting was nowhere. On my... On my I didn't even know what cinematics were. I didn't know what angles were. I didn't know what ISO was. I didn't know anything. And it didn't matter. 
The only thing that mattered was getting that first video on YouTube, going on iMovie and editing it, throwing horrible uh, in-app captions and like titles and stuff. Like those are the things that built all those hours of editing, finally leading to Final Cut Pro, which is a professional editing software, um, to dabbling in Adobe After Effects, like all those things. Those build on each other, and that's the only way to grow. And I want to say this because this is important to me. If you're struggling with any type of mental illness, mental health, and you feel like it's not going to get better, I'm right there with you. It's a struggle every day. Some days suck. Some days suck so bad. Two days ago, last night for me, I had one of the worst nights I've had in months. And then yesterday, I had one of the best days I've had in months. It comes and goes. You figure out ways to deal, to cope, and you move on, and you move forward, and you grow. I'm here with you. If you're here today, you got something. I have something. Let's do this together. I know we can do it. Take that first step. The step before that is probably hitting the subscribe button and dropping a like on this video and then telling me what step one is for you and if you're going to do it today. Let me know in the comments if you're going to do it. I hope you have a great day and I will see you in the next one.